This week on Welcome Back to Roswell, we're talking Max to the Max and on original Roswell, and then over on Roswell, New Mexico, we're talking Coma LaFleur. Oh my gosh, guys. I forgot how much I love Nisado Max. <laughs> it's just a delight. I love when Max is a little evil. Um, and then over on Roswell, New Mexico, we have a potential origin story from Maria DeLuca superhero. I am here for it. According to the files, Sheriff Valenti checked out on Ed Harding, where did he and Tess live before moving to Roswell? Alexandria, Virginia, and I think somewhere in Alabama. Well, I mean, that's if that's correct, I know we don't have any way to check. <laughs> that's very impressive. I'm going to tell you the truth. I took those pictures of the questions before. Mm. So I don't think I read all the questions, but I definitely like had somehow when that sure. got said, I was like, I think that's one of the questions. So I will admit that I kind of cheated, I guess that's cheating. <laughs> if you know the questions before. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. Uh, number two, from what city was deputy Fisher supposedly sent? Santa Fe. What was the first duty Sheriff Valenti assigned to Deputy Fisher? To clean out the coffee pot. And not mess with the files. <laughs> uh, number four. How did Liz know that she was kissing the Sado instead of Max? Evil visions, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did... Wait, <laughs> what did this tell Liz about Nacedo? That he doesn't care about anybody. Mm. Is that what we were meant to believe? That the, the he she was kissing him and saw like scary stuff and therefore he doesn't care about anybody? I she says to him, You don't care about anybody later. Right, but then he says, No, so I that's... care about those four beings, no one else matters. Right? Well, I guess, but I feel like she says it like that's an observation she made. Got it. But I guess I mean, this is a this question is sort of a little bit more it's a more subjective question than usually the questions are. Yes, yes. Cuz hmm. she doesn't say that told me that this. <laughs> she did kiss him. She saw some crazy shit. Then later she said, you don't care about anyone. Yep. And then he's like, no, all I care about is protecting them. Yeah. So there is a lot happening. I mean, there were mm -hmm. many twists. Some of the yeah. twists, I think, more smoothly executed than others. I tried to be quiet during all this. All of this <laughs> one, we, I don't know if we've explained how we watch this together. We ha sh have... Uh, we're on a phone call and we're playing mm -hmm. it simultaneously in two different homes. So like, that's right. I tried to, for this one, cause there's a, there's a bunch of reveal moments. Mm -hmm. So I tried not to stomp on them before they happened. Um, yeah. And I think, I, I, I don't think you did, uh, stomp on any of them. I mean, what, what, what are the big reveals here? The big reveal is, uh, that Max isn't Max, right? Max isn't Max. Uh, deputy, 
Yeah, we were Fisher we just said his name. <laughs> yeah, Deputy mm-hmm. Fisher. Well, it's kind of like it's just a not it's just a fake name. His real name is Agent Pierce. Mm-hmm. Um it is Agent Pierce. Um, okay, so that that's almost like a reverse reversal though, because like at no point in the episode are you supposed to be like Oh yeah, this guy's on the level. Like you are meant to be hyper suspicious of him all the time. Yes, I think you're right. I think it's also, and I think I mentioned this when it happened, but I don't know if we talked about it on the sh- on the podcast. Mm. But when Topolsky is uh, caught, and and someone's like, "Come with me, Topolsky," in the car, uh-huh. that voice is this actor. which is very weird. And I think I said something to you of like, Oh, that's weird. They got him to do it. It's like, but I get it. They were probably just doing ADR on that. And they had already cast him because it's only, you know, it's a couple episodes later, but it's weird because I guess if you were like a super obsessive fan, would you have the moment you heard that guy's voice recognize it from the other episode? I don't think so. I like though that we meet him. But how cool, how cool if you were like a super fan, right? If you were that plugged into it and you were like, wait a minute, is that that guy? Like, that's, I mean, I, there are a few times that I felt like as uh, excited about any form of media as when I was being like a little sleuth watching Mm -hmm. um, Lost, right? And anytime I could like be ahead of the mystery or like, figure something out or like catch something that like the other people in the room didn't catch. Like (laughs) I loved that. Yeah. I mean, so maybe it was just a good Easter. I mean, I guess it was an effective Easter egg. I do like that by the end of this episode, Mm -hmm. the audience at least isn't, we're not supposed to, we get, we know what's up. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's, confirmed. It's a a one episode mystery. Who is this guy? Oh, okay. We got it. Yeah, okay. He's the guy whose name we had, but we didn't know what he looked like. All right, cool. Um, So I guess, yeah, that, the deputy one, the, the Maxes. I think that also, there's a lot, there's also a lot of drama, but I guess it's not reveals, but like, Michael and Maria and his concern (laughs) about maybe have gotten his sister pregnant. I mean, it's I, certainly I think... like a a series of <laughs> yeah. whoa, whoa, scenes. Um, yeah, all capped off with the beautiful. This isn't about you and me and our stupid relationship, <laughs> which I just loved. That's amazing. It was amazing. It was very true to Michael's character. That is, <laughs> yes. it, that's where his head is right now. Um, though, of course, Maria and Alex are part of the plan to has to get you know maria has the plan and they they help they try to save liz or get valenti on the case so it's like she's still willing to help even if you call <laughs> in a stupid relationship <laughs> and then true. later when he's like because he said time to think about it and he found out isabel's not isabel's not really pregnant he's like uh so sorry i called our relationship stupid <laughs> That wasn't very nice, I guess. He he says, I didn't mean it. And she says, well, you shouldn't have said it then. <laughs> well, it's only been a few hours. <laughs> I mean, the, the part of that that I uh, think that, like, Michael is totally correct in, and I, I mentioned it a couple times during uh, the episode, mm-hmm. that, like, um, 
all of the humans are like, we have to remain focused on like our human perspective on this. And the aliens are like, no, we're aliens. Yeah. <laughs> this is very weird and strange stuff is happening. I'm sorry, we're not as emotionally available as we normally are. You're right. I think also, at least right now, and I think for a little bit, the aliens have also been given this huge piece of their mythology. Yes. That humans, even if like the humans have been told about it, I don't know that they get it, right? Like yeah. these four people, Tess, Max, Isabel, and Michael, they found where their pod was. They mm-hmm. found their pod chamber. And then they also are looking at this book, this ancient alien book that mm-hmm. includes sketches of them when they were kids and sketches of them, how they look now and says that they're fated to be together. There's one page that does involve show a woman with a fetus in her belly. Yeah. Well, and like be together is even like minimizing it. It's like these, uh, my read on it now. Cause like they, uh, you know, the, and they, they have like a reaction to the fact that like this book has them in it. Um, as if to imply that they were created for the purposes of mating, right? Like yeah. it's 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 less that like they're meant to be together and more that like these are two machines that were designed to breed with each other. Yes. I mean I think that And Liz is like, yeah. oh, it means that he it means that they're gonna date. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's bring it back to that human thing. I think mm-hmm. I think it's it's also a tough thing because they don't know how to read this book. <laughs> True. And Good thing it's got o- a lot of pictures. It's got a lot of pictures. And the only person mm-hmm. who says she knows what it means is Tess, who, I mean, we they certainly. Don't really try, right? Yeah. And like, I mean, Nisado kidnaps Liz, kills some people, and then <laughs> tells Liz that he'll kill her when he's done with her. So, like, can we trust Nisado? But maybe I'm still thinking human. Maybe from, I mean, because Nisado mm-hmm, hasn't mm-hmm, done anything mm-hmm. to risk our alien friends. No. So, yeah, I think in the, for, for the first time, and this becomes a much bigger theme throughout the mm. series, but, like, it's really crystallized the, like, alien path of destiny or what, you know, you can call it anything, but alien right. de- destiny versus human free will or human desires right. and what and you're meant a, to do. And that's something that Max brings up too. Cause like Isabel and Michael, like they have one like nice little conversation. It's just the three of them at, at the crash down. Um, and Michael and Isabel are like, so wait, can we like, we, even, even if the, the dreams are, are, are just waking up our um, like biological urges. Um, uh, so that, that means that we we're not pregnant now, but like we will be. And Max is like, no, our lives are still ours. Yes. But, and I think he's done it a few times. I mean, he revealed their secret with Liz. Mm -hmm. I think Liz proves to be, or an ongoing conflict is that Max will bend all of his ethical and rules all his rules will bend (laughs) toward maintaining his connection with liz no matter what else is going on and so i mean that started when he saved her life when she was dying 
And then now again, he really, I mean, the fact that he piles all the aliens into a car and drives to a place that he knows is a trap for Pierce. <sighs> he's yeah. very focused on Liz's safety, but he's not protecting anyone other than Liz or trying to protect anyone else other than Liz. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I mean, it's it's nice to see him like in a protective mode at least, like right, like because yeah. we've seen him kind of be so like uh, lashing out at his siblings, and that's always tough to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I don't know, him showing a concern for anyone is maybe nice. Yeah, I'm done with my. Uh, you're over. You're over hating from, Max. Yeah, I don't hate Max. I, I'm trying to remember if they if I start to hate him again in the second season at all. <laughs> but pretty much, I mean, right now he's just been captured by the FBI, and they're going to try to. Their plan is to torture him. So right, I'm right now. I have a lot of sympathy for Max, um, and I think the actor Jason Bear gets a lot from me in this episode because he is so good at being Sado. When he's Nisado, it's uh, it's wonderful. It is. It's not even really like it doesn't totally read as like the Nisado character to me, because mm-hmm. um, he doesn't uh, act at really that much like the yeah. Ed Harding. That's the guy's name, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and instead, he's just like a, a happy, mischievous Max. Like it's yeah. really cool. <laughs> I, as we were watching, I was like, "Oh no, he's smiling too much. He's gonna give it away." <laughs> No, it turns out it's his making out that gives it away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I... This is something we talked about uh, before we started recording. Yeah. Um, everyone everyone who is suspicious of another person is so bad at keeping their cool about oh it. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. Now, and one thing, it, 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 you're right, it comes up in both with <laughs> Sheriff Valenti, yep. who is suspicious of this new deputy, so he's super rude to him. Acts all shifty about stuff, like, yeah. Of, play it cool, Sheriff Valenti. Like, just look if a if a a deputy comes down from Santa Fe and you don't trust them, uh, best thing you can do is like give him a job, keep him busy, give him a pointless 100%. job. Percent. Tell him he's got to do stakeouts down at the Salt Flats. Yes. Boom. Boom. Like, just give him work. But no, instead, and then, and it's also, I mean, it's fair to say that Deputy Fisher also acts very suspicious by doing things like going through the sheriff's private files in his office. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, by immediately being like, let me tell you a story about my dad. We're going to get real close right now. Exactly. My dad, who was a sheriff. Oh, was your dad a sheriff? Interesting. Yeah. Like, no, you should keep it real first day shit, you know? Like, ask yep. him what the Wi-Fi password is. Where do they like to go for lunch? Like, you know, do normal shit. Everyone's being so fucking weird. I know. I know. It, and then when Liz figures out it's Max, or that it isn't Max, she mm-hmm. just, she stops making out immediately and just starts staring off into the middle distance. Right. Doesn't make any effort to like get away <laughs> or, nope. I mean, and, you know, where would she go? Um, they're in the middle of the desert. Well, but she has a cell phone. She does have a cell phone. That's true. So there's a piece and not that she should do exactly what Maria did when Michael stole her car while she was in it, mm-hmm. but you could make a phone call surreptitiously 
and just one-sided leave information. Yeah. We also, and I get it, she was freaked out, but they pull over on the side of the road mm-hmm. uh, so that Nisado can get a body out of the trunk and put it down because he mm-hmm. killed an FBI agent. Uh, by the way, that happened. So <laughs> Liz gets a call and it's Max. And she's like, who is this? And Max is like, it's me, Max. And she's like, uh. uh now, she we find she already out knows, we, right? Yes. And we get a reverse angle from where she's sitting. Mile 67, the mile marker, is inches from her face. Yes. She really could have dropped that information before Nisado hung up her huge phone. Yeah. <laughs> and it is a very big phone. But then again, this was 20 years ago. Phones were enormous. It's okay. <laughs> it's true. They got very big, then very small, then now they're back. <laughs> Not quite to the same size, though. Like, that was a big phone. Yeah, but do you remember when Zoolander came out and there were all the jokes about the tiny phones? That is true, yes. That was only just a little bit exaggerating reality. (laughs) And now we're back to phones that barely fit in your pocket. Well, it's because we want our phones to be iPads now. I mean, I know I do. (laughs) I want everything on it now. Yes, because I have my phone with me all the time. Yep. I don't even look at screen time emails anymore. Or alerts. Oh, not interested. No, it's, I mean especially now because like there was one one week where it was like, oh, your screen time is up four hundred percent, and then since then it's like cruising even because you can't go up from you're on your phone all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I wish somehow the uh, the screen time thing could tell you like how long you're being active on Twitter versus how much time you're just scrolling mindlessly. Like, I wish it could tell the difference somehow. Oh, that would be nice. Like (laughs) your engaged time versus your passive time. Right. Like if it somehow recognizes that you're scrolling past the, the same thing you've already, you know, like if you've refreshed, but you just did it two minutes ago. I have a Twitter question for you. Yeah. Do you do top tweets or latest tweets? I do, if like I'm searching for something or just in general. Your feed, how do you let it how do you have it organized? It's latest tweets, but I still get top I still get things that I have seen before. Okay. So like it's it's generally ordered that I get the most recent stuff, but well, every Do you now tell and then, it to do cuz you have to update, you have to tell it to do latest tweets. Yes. And you have to tell it like every 2 weeks or something. Oh, well, then maybe it is reverted yeah, back to not doing it. It reverts back because Twitter sucks. It doesn't suck. It's a free platform. But right. part of what they are making you do is they want you to look at top tweets. So you may have been reverted. I may have been reverted. That, that might be what's going on. Uh, I, st- I cling to latest tweets, but I still am very annoyed every time I have to click it. I I mean, like, I want Twitter to be that, like, that non-curated by anyone but me experience, you know? I want it to be messy. I want it to be hairy. I want to go through the every single tweet that my friends who aren't, like, big people are tweeting. You know what I mean? I want to see it all. I'm with you. I feel like for me, it's less that I want it to be hairy. It's more like, if I don't follow someone, I don't care how many of my friends like their shit. I don't follow them. Now, I shouldn't have to mute or block someone 
just because I if because I don't follow them. Yeah. Yep. I don't like I have and I guess they're mutual. They're friends of people I'm friends with who I'm just not interested in what they have to say. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to block them because I don't want the, I don't want them to think, you know, to worry about it. But you can and mute them. That's, that's no problem. That's putting it on me to do an extra step. I understand that. Yes. When already I don't follow them. <laughs> they should notice. <sighs> Uh, anyway, not, Twitter not is not built for my Twitter. <laughs> but no, I really like this episode. I feel like we're yeah, it's kind it's of we're, we're in the run to the end of the season. Um, the stakes have gone up uh, considerably. Um, when are we going to talk about the carnival that Macedo oh, brings Liz right to? now? Okay, it's, <laughs> it's such a TV carnival. It's very it dusty. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of extras who who look like like you said they could be starring in their own production uh, okay i'm still confused about that so there were two people then Nacedo like nukes one of them right and to light the alien signal in the sky above mm-hmm. the the carnival yeah um and the one is like i don't believe in this alien crap um but i swear they're standing on like a podium or like a raised stage or I something. I think they might be at the blast off thing, which we never saw what that was. The The camera shows us when we show up, mm. like a big thing that says like alien blast off. Yes, yes. But we never see what that is. So maybe it's one of those things that you like hit really hard with a hammer. I have no idea what it is. Okay. But so I we wonder think if it's some kind was of different. It was just some kind of game or like got it, got it. thing. And then but but it is all you're right a setup for them to be standing on a raised platform and light to be <laughs> shined really hard down on the raised platform. What do you think is the best carnival you've ever been to? Ooh. Carnival. Yeah, like like a pop-up. And I guess I I don't even know if I have been to like a traveling carnival. I've been to like fairs. I mean, aren't I guess that's the question. I mean, I've never really hung out with the people who run the fair, but like, I assume they travel. They don't train yeah, a bunch of people point. how to run a tilt-a-whirl and then train new people in the next town. But I guess that's so like, that's just renting a tilt-a-whirl and its crew, right? Like if you're doing that, but like the town still has like all of the, the vendors and whatever, um, but like there is well, a tilt of whirl or yeah, like I guess I don't I actually tra- have no idea how this works. <laughs> I don't think a traveling now a circus is a thing that travels. I don't right. think carnivals travel like that. I think yeah, you probably you hire the rides. Or yeah, you, I bet there's such thing as like, I mean in modern times, I bet you there's like a company that does state and county fairs. Right. And so that company will be like, we'll get you a tilt-a-whirl and a zipper and a, a mirror room or something. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think carnivals like pop up, close down, and then just move to another place that isn't like a state. F- I mean, maybe they do, but yeah, I don't think, I guess I'm saying I they're not branded uh, Ringling's Carnival. I guess maybe that's what it is, is that it is just like a carnival for hire that does travel, but doesn't need to have any brand identity because like 
no one can throw their own carnival. Except like people, uh, it's the so the, the the one that I'm thinking of um, that uh, I went to a couple times when uh, I was a kid was um, in Bristol, Wisconsin, which is mostly like a super small uh, town, and you know outside of the town that I lived in, but it was where the um, construction company that I worked for in high school that's that's where they were was Bristol, and okay. um, every summer they would do Bristol Progress Days, which was what they called okay. their. They're like, you know, weekend long festival, Bristol Progress Days. Um, and there was always a parade. Um, and like, you know, the uh, summer high school marching band would um, like go out to Bristol and like be in that. Uh, and there were like other floats and stuff. And then there was a whole weekend carnival with like rides and, uh, you know, like stuff that seemed like way higher budget than this tiny little township would be able to put on. Um, and then like, real deal fireworks that night it was bizarre that is bizarre the name is also weird okay but i think because like you said you're like oh how could they afford to put it on but like i think carnivals come out ahead they charge a lot of money that is true so i wonder if it's not that expensive to hire quote-unquote hire a carnival to come in you just get a really low cut of the wages or not wages. Uh, like uh, you just don't get much of the profit. Right. <clears throat> so I'm, um, I just Googled carnivals for hire. Ooh. Okay. Uh, hire a carnival county fairgrounds.net. Okay. I think, I think we could do this. I think welcome Wait, to Roswell right, should do. All right. Hold on. <laughs> you would like us, neither of you own any land. That's right. To host a carnival. During quarantine. During quarantine. Oh, oh, that's fun. Okay, I will get back to you. Um, You're never going to get back to me. You're no. going to leave me hanging. I, I, it's a bad idea. It's a bad it's idea. A I'm closing idea. the website. I'm closing yeah, the website. I think it seems like they're based in the Midwest anyway. I would coordinate a carnival for a, chair, for like a school or a charity situation. Mm-hmm. But I don't love and i uh, i don't love project management that much to host a carnival for fun unless it's as easy as just hiring one they all think that's true there's no way that's true no you're right you're right you think they get the permits no no way oh my god they don't know who to call I'd go to a fair. I guess if you want to turn this into, do you want to attend the California State Fair or the LA County Fair or the Orange County Fair, I would attend one of those events. Right. Probably not this year, but. Oh, no, definitely not this year. I won't even go to my favorite place, Disneyland, this year. No. And they have Rise of the Resistance, and I never rode it. I know, me too. (sighs) I bet they do. And I mean, I hope I don't spoil it by saying it out loud. But I bet in, if not late 2020, in early 2021, or mid, I bet in the next year, there will be a SoCal ticket offer. Oh, interesting. Because I don't think people are going to want go to back go. Yeah. in the numbers. Yeah, I think they're going to be trying to push it. So maybe we'll go for three days in a row and ride Rise of Resistance each time, six, day, six times each day. 
and just bathe in hand sanitizer. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, yeah. I'll be. We'll be wearing hazmat suits. Oh yeah. Very good. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah. We. I'm trying to make sure we covered it. I really like this episode, and I feel like I didn't dig in on it, but it's uh, a lot yeah, happens. I, a lot happens, but I feel like it's all. Like we address the two big reversals, but everything else is pretty straightforward, right? Like, yeah. um, it's I feel like it is not an episode that is easy to have a lot of commentary on because, like, everyone sort of behaves the way you expect them to. <laughs> no one is yeah. like, there, there are very few like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Kind of moments. Like, everyone is uh, like, kind of playing to the top of their intelligence, yeah. and like, it just uh, makes sense everywhere. Although we still need to talk about uh, the mirror maze or the hall of mirrors or whatever those are yes. called. Yes, I find those scary. I find those creepy, but I so, also don't like corn mazes. Like I don't. I mean, I, I probably said that. Was that just last week? Doesn't that feel like that was a month ago? When when were we talking show, about the other show oh, we yeah. watched turned into yeah, a horror right. movie? <laughs> that's um, right. That was just last week. Jesus. Okay, but yeah, I don't love being lost when I can't, being lost what is it horizontally like <laughs> i the sky is not enough i need to know i need to see my exits yeah yeah i don't it can uh, it can really be overwhelming to put yourself in a situation like that where you are intentionally uh like trapping yourself yeah like i don't mind haunted houses where you are like following a trail and so, like, right. crazy stuff might jump out at you and whatever. That, I mean, I like it in a, I like to be scared way, but I hate when there's haunted houses that have dead ends in them. Yeah. Well, that and is, like, I'm, the, I, it, <laughs> there's also, there's like something comforting about a haunted house in that you know that there are secret passageways everywhere that, like, the mm -hmm. performers in the haunted house are using. Yeah. So, so, like, you're never going to get, like, dangerously trapped in a haunted house. No, I mean, if there's, there's a many, fire, you're yeah, getting like the, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stories written about getting trapped in a haunted house and never getting out. But right, but that that's a haunted house, though. <laughs> you're right. That's different from a haunted house. You're right. That's you're right. That's a house that's haunted. But no, I don't like the mirror ones. I don't. I mean, I did like how this episode. This episode, the climax happens in the hall of mirrors or the house. Mm -hmm. You know. The, house of mirrors i liked how this and i guess any i feel like a lot of times mirror scenes scenes in houses of mirrors tend to focus on seeing your own reflection yes whereas this dealt much more with the plexiglass which is a much scarier element of a of a hall of mirrors yeah that you think you are connecting with someone but you're not yes or you think you can proceed because it's a hall because yes. you can tell it's not a mirror, but that's not enough information. <laughs> it turns out it isn't a hall. <laughs> not a hall, that's a wall. That's a wall. Um, and of course, and I don't know, I'm sure that it was done on purpose because people who are very thoughtful make television shows. But I don't know if you recognized when Max gets like, because Max does get captured. Oh, yeah. And when he is captured, he's pushed up against the wall and he has his arm, he gets uh, cuffed. It's very similar, the staging to the pilot of Roswell, 
when Sheriff Valenti does that to Max, who is in, who's dressed like a man in black. Right. Um, right. And that's in, and that's in the credits. So that's part of why I feel like that moment is iconic. Um, um, so that's very cool. And then when the uh, suits do get Max like down into this rubber room, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's, we see his perspective and he's like kind of running around the side of the room, like touching all the, the surfaces. Yeah. And then we see like on the other side of this, like, uh, you know, one way glass um, mm-hmm. that like, that's like further playing the same game of like, here's a, a surface that he can't perceive that yeah. like he should be able to see through, but he can't. Um, should be able to get through, but he can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, both in like references to itself and references to the pilot. Like it it feels like this is the show kind of firing on all of all available cylinders. Yes. And I know it is a, it does, there is a juxtaposition there, but I think it also delivers some of that human alien drama. <laughs> so like we get yes. the, like, like the Michael Maria fight and even like Alex being like, I, I know you don't want to have a baby by him. Like I, yeah. I'll be the baby girl. And she's like, that's not what this is. Thank you. Glad to hear it. Right. I am flattered that that scene was a little like compulsory. Like, Oh yeah. Wouldn't, you know, it's almost like they're like, Oh yeah. Wouldn't Alex be upset about this? Shouldn't have we, some thoughts? Should we, and of course, should we speaking of things that are not compulsory, but should be. Kyle. Kyle, we only get a blurry picture of him in his football uniform. That's it. Um, I promise we will see him before the end of the season. We're two episodes away from the end of the season. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, but Me- we're meanwhile we're like mid season of Roswell, New Mexico. So sort of last week felt like another season premiere. It totally did. And I, you know, I liked it. And I've been thinking <laughs> about those glitters, and I'm like, I want to find an excuse to wear rhinestones. So maybe it's the carnival. Maybe Maybe I was too quick to say no carnival. That's it. We're doing it. Podcast (laughs) carnival. I'm going to be so disappointed. There's no glitter in this episode of Roswell. (laughs) Let's find out. So we've now had to live through two episodes ending on Rosa relapsing. (laughs) It's true. It does seem like it's one of the one of the things like you know how the deeper you get into uh uh the good place, you're like, uh-huh. you can't keep threatening me with having these characters' memories wiped. Like it keeps yeah. happening. You it can't be a credible threat. Um, because we just build back up from it every time. I guess and that's interesting you say that because for me, The Good Place does a really good job while still being a sitcom of changing and evolving. Right. Which the. Whereas the, I feel like yeah. this is a weakness mm-hmm. of this. Whereas, like, I think you're right that things lose stakes on Good Place, but, the, but then the, all the stakes change of what anything does mean. I, and, and The Good Place is also, also benefits from being a sitcom like you say um like for a drama we really need the characters like to change and there for there to be consequences for uh their actions or their inactions but in a comedy we sort of want to keep coming back to an ideal and like some sometimes the comedy can uh fall away when character dynamics change so the good place 
in rebooting the characters like over and over again actually does a really like generous thing for the comedy where it's like we know these character dynamics are funny and we can change every all of their experience by uh, just starting them over again in a different place Mm -hmm. um and so like you know that's that's what so many sitcoms used to be too they just didn't there was no sci-fi explanation for why they didn't remember what happened the previous week yeah but this is not that. This is not and, that. And I feel like there's a piece of me. <sighs> okay, week to week, I enjoy this show. Me too. But. Most weeks. Most weeks, I enjoy the show. Right. Including this week. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I do feel like the show has shown me Rosa could relapse with very little narrative consequence. Like, yes, yes, Rosa's previous relapse led to her revealing herself to Maria because she was like trying to steal alcohol at the, but, but that was it. And then she stopped using again, like immediately. Yeah. Whereas like, there's some deep shit. And I guess I wish that, that we hadn't had the pre and I understand the previous relapse was like a, a defense tactic against Matt. Like it was its own thing. Yeah. And this was really based on like childhood trauma that she never dealt with because her childhood was like five minutes ago right (laughs) she did she has not had 20s to grow up um so like it's powerful but it's like i i guess part of me is like sitting there with my arms crossed being like all right show (laughs) let's see what you do with this show you didn't make much of it last time let's see how you do with it this time and i and honestly, I'm feeling the same way. And I think I've been feeling this all along the, the <laughs> Kyle storyline. But right now where we are in the Kyle storyline, I'm not I'm not invested in that relationship. I'm I'm definitely looking back and be like, all right, so what what is this? What are you trying to do to me? What I mean, you- the, yes. The most interesting thing the show has done with that relationship is when she and I'm just going to say she because I don't remember the character's name. Do you? <laughs> no, Stephanie. But I might have just made that up. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> that when she mentions, like, uh, for all you know, I could just be a... G-, or he he maybe says to her, um, like, I'm beginning to think that you're just like a ghost that haunts me. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know that I have seen anyone else talk to this character. Like, there is something strange going on there, but not, like, interesting strange, and more like just, uh, I don't have any handle on it. Well, it's, I think it's semi-interesting, but right now at least, it doesn't feel like it fits into the larger storylines. Like, the storyline I feel like we're being told is this is a girl who is dying. She is sick. We saw her on the operating table. We saw her giving, you know, she said she was giving blood, but probably having blood taken. Right. Like, so... I think I feel like we're watching a Grey's Anatomy storyline. I feel like the doctor is about to fall in love with the dying girl. Sure. Who's precocious because she's dying and, you know, they'll all learn lessons. But I don't know. I don't think that's what this the kind of story this show tells. Well, yeah, and, you know, it could be tied to alien stuff and she could also have, uh, you know, experimented on. Yeah human uh she could be powers. running an experiment yeah i mean it, yes it but at, at the moment it, it it feels uh so disconnected and it also like everything around kyle you mentioned this as we were watching we're like it just seems like he's on a different 
planet. Like he's mm-hmm. behaving in a way that doesn't make any sense. He seems to it's just it's so fucking weird when he like gets up and like cuts his arm on like a rusty hook and is like, oh well, here's a joke I'm gonna make, and then like stumbles off. Right like, after what the what fuck is this? A person I guess he's not super close friends with Maria, but like he's known her his whole life. And yeah. she just found out that she has this legacy of her family being experimented upon. Like she's very shook and upset, and he Gets up, stumbles, and then makes a joke about how she owes him money. Or she should pay. What? Right. I don't know. It's very weird. And again, the show is fairly purposeful with things that it does. So. It's fairly purposeful, but I feel like there's almost always one moment where you're like, ooh, the emotion of something here doesn't totally line up. Like, yeah, something isn't quite right. Yeah, like last week there was the threesome where it was like, oh, the, uh, uh, but Alex should not be involved in this. And like, he's upset. Someone check in on him. He's upset. Um, <laughs> and we're like, this doesn't solve anything for him. It makes all of his problems worse. It makes all his problems worse, but it does make Michael feel better. Yeah, well, and that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was thinking about it. I didn't say it out loud because I didn't want to jinx it. But this is maybe one of the only episodes of Roswell, New Mexico, where Michael Guerin isn't broken up with by someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just, he and Maria are kind are pretty yep. happy. And then yeah. they find out this kind of devastating news. And then they're still happy. She's personally even more happy when she, like, comes, you know, quickly comes to terms with, the potential of her you know seeing the future stuff yeah and then he vows to cure her illness is it is it weird that like we get the information about the experiments just by michael like coming back and being like oh yeah here's what i did i did some digging and here's what it was a little but also i don't know that i need I don't miss going to that weird bunker with the, sure. all the TVs. In sure. It. Yeah. So we could have seen, he could have taken Kyle. He could have met Kyle and Maria at the weird bunker. I guess it's just, it's just weird that like, it means that they have access to a ton of information about themselves and their families, but like, it's just getting doled out at the pace at which the show decides they're interested in it. Right. But do you remember the flashbacks we did get? the flashbacks we did get this week or the flashbacks from previous episodes from previous episodes they did try to show not tell show us how michael's mom got to be captured yeah sure okay it was not good (laughs) it did not like i wish we had just had michael say well in this thing it says that she was living in a farm and then she got captured I guess that's a fair point. <laughs> we can't so, complain like, at it both ways, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you can hope that a show executes in a way that is resonant to you. Um, yeah. And I guess it wasn't. I For me, it's also, I thought that, and I obviously I, I like a lot of the performances on the show, but like, I liked Maria's performance of rage and betrayal. And that the two guys who are with her in this moment can't really relate, can't really meet her there. Or they can empathize, but not really. And I wish we could have lived in that longer. Yeah. Like she turns to finding out, like trying to use it as a superhero 
She, yeah, that turn happens real fast. And I think uh, like part of that is also that like all of the emotional real estate of the show of this episode is being taken up by the Ortega family drama at oh, the crash down. It's a lot of drama. It's a lot it. of, yes. Um, Cause mama Ortega, I, yeah, I, we kind of buried the lead. That's the, we, we the, sure that's did. The, like, yeah. When we look back at this episode, that's what we will remember as the plot of this episode. Yeah. And it's um, like, it's funny. Like, I know it's just something that happens with like ensemble TV shows like this, but it's funny that the show would try to do anything but this story in this episode. Right? A hundred percent. It's like, no, no, no. We should just stay here and like work this out. Maybe it doesn't all have to happen at the restaurant. Like maybe, you know, but like. The the entire emotional thrust of this episode should have just been um, Helena coming back and um, like tr- uh, pretending to want to reconnect with her daughter um, and just trying to steal from them. Which again is that what she's there? Uh, it's okay, not the really plot clear. Is yeah. That in order for Arturo to get his green card, mm-hmm. they want the crash down to be in Liz's name and in his name. So it's in a natural uh, in a citizen's name and in his name will help his application for a green card. Right, cuz I think she would be his sponsor. So I think if she is yes. also a business owner or owns a business with him that that like strengthens that case Which or whatever. All, I'm down with that. Yeah. I mean, and I assume I don't know that much about getting naturalized, but I would assume I trust the show to that that is true. Like, <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. What I have trouble with, and I said this to you, and it happens on TV a lot. So Helena open, owns half of this uh, this business. Right. They a restaurant. To, a physical a restaurant. location in, in the world. Yes. Land. That, makes, that is open and makes money. And a building. And they, property. Yes. And they want her to sign it away to Liz. And there is so much venom and anger in Liz when she accuses her mother of wanting money in exchange for signing over the property. It's a when property. It's a property. If we were talking about like, you know, like if it was a custody battle, I'd be like, yeah, you abandoned it. You don't get to. But yeah. If you're not in the same town as your business, you don't lose your ownership of the business. No. You don't forgo business rights. Now, if, and they could, and honestly, Liz could have framed it as you left dad to take care of us all those years. You owe dad child support. We're never going to come for it. You know what I mean? Like, there is an angle to take of like, we are going to justify that the value that you should give us this value. For zero dollars because you owe us that much money. But that argument is never actually forwarded. It's right. more like. It's just like, how dare us, you? Yeah. yeah, you should give it this value for zero dollars because it's and, a good cause. And for maybe. For a guy that you abandoned. Maybe like, it's just what? a function of living in Los Angeles where like any amount of property is hugely valuable. But like that just seems insane insane when it when the property has value now if we found out it was mortgage to the hill it actually has negative value that you know again 
And that's when they have to get deep into the finances of it. No, let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's figure out. There are financial repercussions. And Liz is so, and again, I feel like the performance is really good. Liz is very good. Yeah, Liz is Uh, great. Helena also, like, you know, and part of it is costuming and part of it is just like her presence. But you, like, I had her number from the minute I, like, all I needed was that one shot of her walking in. And I was like, oh, I know what you are. I get you. Um, yes. And she, she has that energy. And I was actually just, just talking about uh, a character with this energy on uh, same day shipping, which comes out in a couple weeks. Um, the energy of Turk, the gorilla from, uh, from Tarzan, the one that's voiced by Rosie O'Donnell, yeah. who like barges into every room and is like, now we can have fun. Everything is mm-hmm. awesome because I'm here. And like, that's Helena. That's Helena. And when she, when we've talked about her from a distance, we talked about how she had, was mentally ill, where she had substance abuse problems, that she had been to a psychiatric hospital. These are yeah. the things we know about her. Yes. And Liz treats her like she's selfish. Like she's selfish. Mm-hmm. Which she also, I mean, she is, and I guess, I mean, yes, we see her be selfish. Yes. But it's a weird thing and I, I i think it's easy it's obviously easier for me because i was not raised by this woman <laughs> and i don't so i don't think it's like the writing is off but there is a piece where you're like liz this woman has mental illness you know this yeah you cannot expect her I mean, you can expect anything you want, but you're going to be disappointed if you spend your time expecting her to be the mom you needed her to be. Because she will never be that. You're better off never speaking to her again and giving her some money and letting her go away than you are. Mm -hmm. It's it's not even like she gets her hopes up about her mom. She does, like, give her mom room to fail. Like, why agree to have dinner with her? Hand her $10,000, she'll sign the papers. That's the... That's the wildest thing is that like the whole way Liz is like, I know I like, I don't trust you. Um, Mm -hmm. and like, we shouldn't have dinner with you. Um, this is all a scam. You're, you're going to try to steal from us. Like she sets the, uh, she sets the dial on the safe to a a different number because she knows that she'll be able to see that her mom like broke into the safe. Um, and yeah, very smart. Liz is very smart. Look, she's very smart. And resourceful. Um, but then, like, she still lets herself get mad at her mother. I know. And I that's know. the part. I mean, I guess that, that, as you say, like, this is the, this is the good engine for drama is that, like, she, <laughs> <Yeah. It's laughs> she keeps like, leading herself yes, down a path of It's a good ruin. engine yeah. for drama, and it's relatable. I mean, it's relatable. I get it. I'm not saying that any of it is not how families work. And on add to <laughs> it, I mean... I guess to me, it's like, and again, it's much easier because it's not my mom, but not coming back for Rose's funeral. Yeah. Is such a, and, and not making any effort to be a mother to Liz, who is grieving, is such like a big move as a mom. Like, that's a, that's a, you're not my mom anymore move to me. But again, it's much easier for me to say that because it isn't my mom. Um, <laughs> but it's like that was so bold. Uh, but anyway, 
Liz is not over it. She's got a lot of feelings. Um, yeah. Her mom keeps asking to see prom photos, which is a, another piece of just like how your mom is messed up. Don't yeah. treat these things like they're a person who could be a good person. No, she is like she is sick and she is not interested in being a good mom to you. Don't okay, engage but let's, with this stuff. Let's talk about what she is interested in because I'm <laughs> not sure that I couldn't wrap my head around this. She she breaks into the safe. She doesn't go for money. She just goes for the ring. Yes, she wants the ring. But she also steals it in a box, so we don't know. There could be something in the box. I was sure. thinking about that because it's a huge – it's not a ring box. It's like a cigar no, it's, box. It's, it's a very like a big false- box. And yeah. it looks to have a false bottom, but it could be a jewelry bottom, but it looks, it has a, like a velvet tufted bottom, Yeah. but it's the size of a cigar box and we see the inside of it, but there's with just a ring sitting it. So I was wondering if there was something under, if we're going to find out that there's something in the cigar box that is worth even more than that ring. Right. Because the rest of the story is that she has another life somewhere else with yeah. Uh, another with a, a man that she is married to or dating or whatever. Yeah. Um. And you know, Max figures this all out and is like, "It'd be a shame if he found out about your daughters and yeah. your your life here." Um. So better give me that ring back. And she gives the ring back. So like, if mm-hmm. all she was doing was like trying to get that ring, she has failed completely. Did she also get money or just? I don't know. Ring? I don't know. Okay. Um, You're right. She failed completely. I don't, I don't know. I do think she felt some, I do think she ultimately, she put on a bravo, like some chutzpah at the end, but I do think she felt bad about what her daughter thinks of her. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't think, I think by the time she got to Nebraska, she forgot, but so maybe he also was able to get her at a time where she was vulnerable. we also and this was my nitpick and i guess now that i have a little distance from it and we know that it wasn't a fairly empty gesture the she brings with her a gift yes and she says this is for your 18th birthday and graduation i think which is on record that's no good no okay if it has been more than a year from the event, don't pretend like that gift was for that event. Yeah, you have to come up with a new event or say, you know, do do the honest route. Like, uh, look, I knew this was going to be, I knew this was going to be awkward meeting back up with you again. I remember that you liked this so much as a kid. I don't know if you're still going to be into it now, but hopefully this is a, a gesture. Of, you don't know, like anything. Right. It's not that hard just to be like, I saw these and thought of you. Yes. Especially because what we find out is it's a pair of shoes. A pair of, it looks like Converse high tops. Yeah. So it's not a fancy pair of shoes. Uh, But they're cute pink high tops. And she's like, you wanted these for your quinceanera. I I was not a good mom. I didn't pay attention to you. I didn't get them for you. But now I've gotten them for you. That gesture works better if you don't imply that you had them for her (laughs) seven years ago and didn't give them to her. Which uh, isn't even what she's implying, right? She's she's no. just making like the awkward joke of like I miss. Yes, and these I guess that's the life. other piece. Yeah. If you did, if you were slow or failed to give a gift, 
You are not in a position to make funny jokes. <laughs> she is not in a position to 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 be the one who makes a joke about. Oh, it's and there was a couple times there where she's like, "I'm ten years late." It's like, yeah. So stop it. So say I'm sorry or don't talk about it. It's yeah. not. It's not your fuck up. Is not cute. No one is charmed. And she finds that out. Though Arturo is still a little kind of actually is charmed. Uh, but <laughs> Arturo I mean, is just a sweetie, though, though, right? He's just a guy. Yeah. Um. But uh, also. Also being a, a sweetie pants this episode, Max. He's he is. a sweet, charming boy. He's a sweet, charming boy. He dances with his lo- lady loves. Oh, he's a sweet, charming boy, but he comes back from abandoning his job. And you called me and you're like, he didn't abandon. He was dead. I was like, yeah. But according to his job's perspective, he abandoned his job. He comes back. They put him on six months desk duty and he's pissed that it's desk duty. In fact, I think he ultimately at the end of the episode decides not to take the job back. It was was unclear to me if that's what he was saying. For his choices. Yeah, Mm. I couldn't tell either. I I, couldn't tell if he was saying. It felt like he said two opposite things. He says, I'm turning in my gun. Right, which is like turning in his, yeah. I won't work the desk. Whereas in every cop movie, you turn in your gun and work the desk. Right. You do what? So yeah, I couldn't tell either. We'll find out next week, I think. Also, (laughs) I think he was trying to say, I will go look for Cameron in not my official capacity. Yeah, that was was my assumption. Is that like, since he's turning in his gun, he will have to do it uh, while he's not working the desk. Because yeah. he is working the desk during the day, but at nighttime or whatever. He should. He, Evenings and weekends. He's, he's lucky he got this job back. He should be thankful. It's tough out there. It's, it's true. crazy that you thought you could just get your job back after you disappeared. I, I mean, it. I, I, okay, but when he says, like, I've been here since I was 18 years old, I've never taken vacation or a sick day, that does mean that, like, he was integral to the operations of that department. And right, then, yes, that's why he got he anything gone. back. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess to me, it's like this, and six months is a long time, but like, yeah, take your lumps, buddy. Like, I, take yeah, your lumps. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I have no, I have no sympathy for, oh man, I abandoned my job. And didn't do it, and they didn't just give it back to me, even though I'm lying to everyone all the time. Like, all right. Um. And then there's Rosa. Oh, poor baby Rosa. Poor baby Rosa, who, as we have previously covered, uh, is using again by the end of the episode. But before yeah. that, she is exhibiting more power, more alien-like powers. So, yeah. At some point. The series is going to be all aliens and people with alien-like powers. Probably. I hope that Liz doesn't develop. I hope her power is still that she's like super smart and resourceful. Yeah, I I'm hope okay so too. with like almost everybody else. Like like something weird's going on with Kyle. Fine, let's find out that he has been injected with alien DNA. I don't care, but keep Liz human just because I like how good she is at being human. Yeah, me too. <laughs> she she's need powerful any enough, ups. right? Yeah. 
she be overpowered. Um, but uh, Rosa is not overpowered because she cannot control her powers at all. No. She's trying to train with Isabel. Um, well, I think Liz is trying to make her train with Isabel. Sure. And Max. And she's and it, not into it. She's not, but it also doesn't really seem like Isabel is interested in teaching her either. She just says, like, just concentrate and make the light bulb go on. And then Isabel makes her light bulb go on. And then is like, come on, Rosa, just do it. And well, Rosa can't do yeah. it. I don't think Isabel is a born teacher. I'll no, say that. no, I would agree. Uh, and Max makes her very, makes Rosa very mad. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so she's trying to learn to control her powers. She kind of, she pretty much can't, um, especially when she gets emotional. Uh, and then we have her and Isabel hanging out a little bit. Um, and Rosa is so depressed that she pulls Isabel into her depression. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> Rosa has witnessed her mom and is thinking about her mom. And her mom even talks about the genetics they share in terms of Rosa's addiction and issues. Right. Um, and so Rosa's just like, yep, if abusers are attracted to you, that must mean something's broken inside you. Like you, Isabel. Why do you think Noah what liked you? And then <laughs> and then it's like a tight focus on Isabel, who just has this very visual freak out. Yep. Because I think she's, I mean, I think she's given herself some room to freak out about everything. But also, I think she's like, it's not like she worked through it with a therapist. She's no. She's kept, I think, some thoughts at bay. And probably one of them was, is it my fault that my abuser abused me? Which, by the way, it's not. No, never is. But hey, guess what? Part of the abuse they did to you is to put you in a position where you believe that's yep. true. So... It's not your fault even that you believe it when Rosa says it. But it's it's not true, baby. Um How and, did you yeah. like uh <laughs> I believe you said Jesus Rosa when she was <laughs> trashing her mother's car? Well, she yeah, she she, she smashes the window. It's She's an amazing aggressive. move. It's it is so again, it's one of those uh, I think we mentioned this uh mentioned something like this last week, but that is such like a TV move of yeah. like throwing a brick through a, a car window. Like mm -hmm. that's no minor thing that you're doing. No, and it's not a rental car. That's her car. That is her car. Um, and then she goes in and finds in the glove compartment, or sorry, like in the, she, she finds the pills in the car. Right. Um, so that was another, oh, Jesus Christ. Then she puts lighter fluid all over the car. Hilarious. And then decides not to light it and walks away. And I was glad partially because one of my least favorite tropes is when someone pours lighter fluid on something lights a nice Zippo lighter and then throws the Zippo lighter into the fire. Cause hang on to that Zippo. You spent a lot of money on that Zippo. Light a piece of paper, light a match, light Throw a, a bit. anything. Come on. Well, I don't, that's the thing. I don't think you, it wouldn't think, stay lit. <laughs> yeah. Bix yeah. don't work like that though. I guess you could try to tie, you could light it. Hold it down with your finger and then try to tie a rubber band like vertically. So it stays on the lighter. Lit. So it yeah. stays. 
I still think you'd be better off using that fire to light to light something else and throw that in there. Yeah, that makes sense. Or just like hold the bic real close and then get ready to like pull your hand away real fast. Well, yeah, I mean that's very close. I think you're not. You don't want to be that close to fire. The point is, don't throw a Zippo into a car you intend on burning down. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it is either. Keep your Zippo. Um, I mean, it does look cool, but of course on. it does. Uh, so yeah, so can you take a fingerprint off of a a, a Zippo that's been like because the the lighter will survive, right? The metal will survive, probably. I think it'll survive, but I don't know if it will be a functional lighter anymore. But what I'm saying is, will would someone be able to pull prints off of it? Possibly. I don't know if I've, if I've ever seen that in a um, on TV or anything. I feel like I've seen it, but probably on a show that I can't trust. Mm, like, like bones. <laughs> like bones. Oh my god, bones! The things they find from bones, I don't believe it. <laughs> they find so much from bones. <laughs> They're like, oh, he was, he had just learned to knit, but he quit because it was too hard. What are you talking about, Bones? You don't know. She found some kind of moss in his joints, or I don't know. They know way too much from the, okay, the other thing they do from the Bones, and I do, Angela is my favorite character, I think. Yeah, she's great. They reconstruct way too much of that face you cannot tell exactly what the person looks like from their bones stop oh no look she's just intuitive right so she knows that like someone with a bone structure like this is gonna do their makeup like that like she just knows that was a good call the makeup is the most ridiculous part because you don't know what kind of makeup they wore (laughs) or what kind of hair they have no but yeah uh that was bone stock Yep, it happens every time on the show. (laughs) Maria is the Angela of Roswell, New Mexico. Now that is an interesting theory. (laughs) Um, She's intuitive. Mm -hmm. And okay, and I don't know if they do this on purpose. I feel like this show is very purposeful. But I think in 2020, if you say the phrase super soldier serum. Yes. Captain America. You have to make that connection. And they ultimately make the superhero connection. So I. And I don't know if I. I don't know that I'm with Maria that like, oh, this is your. Like, I kind of am with Michael that this may kill you or drive you completely insane like your mom. And you may never come out of this. Yeah. So let's find a cure. So I, I think I don't think I'm with her that she should just be a superhero now. I do. And I couldn't tell what his face was in that scene when she's like, I'm a superhero. And he just kind of looks uneasy. At first, I was like, is he feeling guilty that he and his brother and his sister have never decided to be superheroes? I mean, it's she's drunk. <laughs> like, wow. Right. She's she's wh- known she has powers for an hour. She already wants to save people. I've known I've had powers my whole life and I've saved zero people. Right, but she she is how many tequilas into the evening at this point? Like she she's oh, making she's declarations super, of being yeah. a superhero, but like that's that that's not something that she's given any thought to. She, what's she gonna you know? She in this episode uh, lays out that like she bought her she bought this bar like three days after her mother lost her job there. So like she's invested in what she's currently doing. She's not going to give it all up to be a superhero in the cold light of day. I don't think. I don't think she's gonna 
I think she's going to realize that she is somewhere along the arc of what happened to her mom. Yes. I don't think we're going to find out that going crazy from this powers or this thing skips a generation (laughs) because really what we've seen before is not this. Right. But yeah, we'll see. But I did feel like the super soldier and then the superhero, it, it paid off. And I was like, okay, fine. You acknowledged it. Uh, it's also interesting, just like speaking of like how the superpower uh, is like being referred to. Um, it's interesting to hear uh, Michael say that like it's something that needs to be cured, which makes me think a lot about like X-Men and how like the mutant mm-hmm. gene is something that is frequently um, like something that the characters in the Marvel Universe are like trying to cure. Usually bad guys, but not always. Um, yeah, not always. Uh, so like that's uh that's just like an interesting little wrinkle there that like it's sort of incorporating, um and uh, at the very beginning of the episode, Isabel says, "With great power comes great responsibility." Oh, that's so, like, true. They're they're speaking the language of Marvel superheroes here. I would love if this show becomes X Men. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I Everyone mean, loves X Men. Come on, adult sexy X Men. Yeah, I'm in. I'm into it too. Um. As long as Liz stays human and stays awesome. That's right. Um, we also have, I want to talk more about Kyle, so I'm just going to bring it up. Yeah, do it. Okay, so all episode, he's acting like he's on a different show. He's so loop, like, and I feel like we've had moments of clarity with him. But even when he's like, I can solve your brain, Maria, because I deal with unusual brains all the time when that's not what he does it's a job right so i don't know there's something i don't know something's up with him he maybe is talking to ghosts he definitely decides to clean glass out of his own wound and sew it up himself at the hospital which means there are other doctors working there are other doctors whose job it is to provide him care at least as far as we know, Kyle isn't an alien. Like, right. I get why Michael, Max, or Lizabel would, Lizabel, Isabel <laughs> would treat themselves or whatever. But Kyle, yeah. just let a doctor stitch you up. Let a nurse, let someone stitch you up. Yeah. Uh, but no, he decides to be sexy and stitch himself up in the OR. Which, okay. Oh, shit. In I his forgot defense, about the sexy. first scene. Okay, but the first OR scene. Oh yeah, he's he let someone die on the table. Someone, someone died. Well, I don't think he let them die. <laughs> Jesus, look, Patrick. they died, and he was he was the doctor. He let them <laughs> he, die. He let them die. That's so horrible. <laughs> um, but yes, he did lose a patient. Yes. Um, and he's covered in blood in his scrubs. And and again, this didn't age well, but it's not anyone's fault because how would you know? But the girl, the girl who's maybe a figment of his imagination walks in and she's like, and he's like, protocol. And she's like, what? Like, I'm going to catch something. And I'm like, what are you, Mike Pence over here? <laughs> Zing. Yeah, but still also it again, I don't blame anyone working on the show. There's no and it's not offensive. It just feels like, oh, this is some pre pandemic shit that you're talking about. Yep. Yep. Uh, and also, uh, fuck Mike Pence. He should have been wearing a mask in those photos. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and you know he's just not wearing a mask because, like, it, it's uh, that, like, Trump wants people to not be wearing masks. Because Trump's never going to wear one. Right. I think you're right. I think that's a piece of it. I also think he doesn't have any real empathy or connection with people who are not in his tiny orbit. Yeah, I mean... I, like, I don't know that he even yeah. expects his wife... I guess I, he probably doesn't expect his wife to go grocery shopping, but, like, I don't know <laughs> that he even thinks, like, should he, tells his wife to wear a mask. Like, I don't know that he gets, like, the rest... All of us are trying to do this thing communally. I mean, it's it's hard to say. I always I always see Mike Pence as like a spineless shit. Yeah. And that like the only reason he's taking like this sort of stance on this, like you know, obviously has a, a poor track record where with uh, infectious diseases, uh, yeah. with uh, HIV in uh, Indiana. But mm-hmm. um, I think that is because he hates the gays. Like I think that's a big part of that. Yes. Um, so, you know, he associates the Ill- the illness with homosexuality and therefore is like, I'm not going to do anything to prevent that. Um, and if... Well, he'll if, do... He'll tell you how to prevent it. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be yourself. <laughs> right. I'm not going to take any effective measures <laughs> to, to prevent <laughs> it. Um, but, like, if if there was... And I understand this is spinning out into wild speculative science fiction. If there was no Donald Trump who thought it was like weak or, you know, ineffectual to wear a mask, that Pence wouldn't be doing that. I think you're right, because I don't think he's stupid. That's right. I don't think he's stupid, but I do think he's a fucking yeah. coward who can't yes. who can only suck up to Donald Trump. Yeah. I think it's also a strange time, right? I mean, it's definitely a strange time. Uh, I'm not going to say a pause at that. It's a strange time. Wow. So brave. So brave. Uh, thank you. Uh, but it's, there's a lot of people who's, who are being shown us. Like, what do you learn from 2016? I mean, I know what we learned, but like, what do people who are in the GOP learn from? the 2016 election double down from double down Mm -hmm. double down don't give a shit don't even care about optics to rational people care about optics to people who will rapidly support you yeah so it's like appeal to so like he honestly could have been politically thinking about all of the people who've been going to those protests for weeks and for and signaling to them well, also, si- signaling okay, to and them. I know this is not a yeah. political podcast. I was thinking about this. I am so annoyed at the phrase virtue signaling. Yes. Because what are you saying? You're saying that I'm being sneaky. You're trying to say virtue signaling is like dog whistling. Dog whistles. It is not, sir. Right. Because we, <laughs> we're being pretty fucking open about what we're signaling and, what and we're it's saying, a fucking virtue it's a virtue we're and yeah i guess it we just, can disagree yeah. on what morals are sure like that's i get it i don't i mean obviously i'm never gonna agree with you that we should agree to disagree because <laughs> they're fucking morals but like yeah man virtue. what do you think it's just it's just like social justice warrior it's the same yeah. thing 
where it's like, yeah, that actually sounds great. Someone, someone who's uh, trying to make sure that everyone is treated justly and fairly. Yeah, that, that's that's wonderful. Yeah, I wish that everyone yeah. was a social justice warrior. <laughs> yes, of course. <sighs> oh, man. I mean, we could get deep on There's so much to talk about on that. But yep. we're a Roswell podcast, so let's bring <laughs> it back in. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything we didn't – I mean, we didn't really get into it, but I don't know that there's much to say. Everyone acts their little butts off in this episode, but yes. um, it, Liz, in her big fight with her mom, reveals or or yells about uh, Rose's <laughs> father being co- uh, Mr. Valenti rather than yes. uh, the dad who raised her. And ultimately, Liz's dad is like, yeah, I knew. I knew, always knew. Like, that's. I always knew it never mattered. Yeah. yeah. It's very sweet. But also completely, like, he's such a sweet boy. Also, yeah. he should not become an alien. Unless becoming an <laughs> alien just makes it so he never dies. So. Ooh, now that is interesting. I mean, we don't have to fast forward to where that's awkward. But, like, I, if we, he just becomes an his power is that he is an American citizen. It's fine. <laughs> and what a power. Right. I, some days more powerful feeling than others. Right. I think we need to end this show. Yeah. Have a great week. You too. Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.